All right, so we're going to start with Isaiah chapter 16. I ha- have not read this out of the holy scripture of the ancient Eastern text. So let's go for it. Chapter 16. The prophecy concerning the rest of the land. I will send the son of the ruler of the land from the rock city of the wilderness. And there's a note by city. It says Petra, rock city, to the mount of the daughter of Zion. And he shall be like a bird that changes its nest. So the daughters of Moab shall be deserted at the fords of Arnon. Take counsel, execute judgment, make your shadow as the night in the midst of the noonday. Hide the outcast, betray not him that wanders. Let the outcast of Moab dwell with you. Be a shelter to them from the face of the spoiler. For the destroyer is at an end, and the spoiler ceases. The oppressors are consumed out of the land. In mercy shall a throne be established, and he shall sit upon it. In truth, in the tabernacle of David, a judge who seeks justice and hastens righteousness. We have heard of the majesty of Moab. He is very proud, even of his haughtiness and his wrath, his augurs, so predict concerning him. Therefore shall Moab howl. Everyone shall howl for Moab, for the foundations of the walls are destroyed. Surely they groan like the sick. For the fields of Hezbon languish, and the vine of Sibban, the mighty men of the nations have broken down the branches thereof, they are come as far as Jezer. They wandered through the wilderness. Its shoots spread out. They are gone over the sea. Therefore, I will cause you to weep with the weeping of Jezer for the vine of Shibmon. I will water you with your tears, O Heshbon, and Eliah. For an oppressor, has come against your harvest and the gathering of your grapes. And gladness and joy are taken away out of the plentiful field, and in the vineyards there shall be no rejoicing. Neither shall there be shouting, neither shall they tread out wine in the press, nor shall men tread out wine with their feet, for I have made the vine treaders to cease. Therefore my heart shall lament like a heart for Moab, and my soul for the fortified walls which will be destroyed. And it shall come to pass, when it is seen that Moab is very weary on the high places, that he shall come to the sanctuary to pray, but he shall not prevail. This is the word that the Lord has spoken concerning Moab since that time. But now the Lord has spoken, saving saying, Within three years, as the years of a hireling, the glory of Moab shall be despised, with all that great multitude of its people, and all the remnant, and the remnant shall be very small and feeble. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 17. It says, The prophecy concerning the fall of Damascus, behold, Damascus 
shall cease to be a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Ador shall be forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down in them, and none shall harm them. The might also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Ephraim will be like the glory of the children of Israel, says the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall wane, and the faintness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the reaper harvests standing sheaves and gathering the ears in his arms. And it shall be as he that gathers ears in the valley of Rephraim. Yet gleaming shall be left in it as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost burrow, bow, four or five on the uttermost branches thereof, says the Lord God of Israel. In that day a man shall trust in his maker, and his eyes will look to the Holy One of Israel, and he shall not trust in the altars, the work of his hands, and the work which his fingers have made, neither shall he look at the idols or the images. In that day shall his strong cities be like a desolate whale, and like an emirate which was left destitute before the children of Israel, so that you will become a desolation. And of emirate, it says, a principality or a sheiknam, because you have forgotten the God your Savior, and have not been mindful of the rock of your strength. Therefore you shall, you shall plant pleasant plants, and shall graft them with strange branches, on that day that you plant them, they shall be put. They shall put forth blue blossoms, and in the morning your seeds shall flourish. But the harvest shall be a ruin in the day of grief, and of desperate sorrow. Woe to the armies of many people, which make a noise like the roaring of the seas, and to the rushing of nations that rush like the rushing of mighty waters. He shall rebuke them, and they shall flee far off, and shall be chased like the chafe of the mountains, before the wind, and like dry grass before the whirlwind. And behold, an ev evening tide, violence, and before the morning they are no more. This is the portion of our oppressor, and the lot of those who plunder us. And that's the end of Isaiah's. 17 and I'm wondering who in the world are the hypocrites in the New Testament it talks about hypocrites hypocrites can't be the unfaithful it can't be the unbelievers it can't be the people that are just living their lives for nothing the hypocrites to me have to be believers and to me the hypocrites are the institutions, all the churches, any branch of church. It doesn't matter if you're Jehovah's Witness, Roman Catholic, Protestant, Baptist, Southern Baptist, Pentecost, Methodist, what the f whatever branch of religion, to me, are hypocrites because they mold your thinking 
our thinking, the Seventh-day Adventists. They're the second branch from the Roman Catholics, and they, they brainwash you. They mold you into what you need to think and believe, and then they make you sign a baptismal, baptismal covenant with them, saying, uh, well, okay, as, as an example, the Adventists, you can't drink coffee, you can't eat meat, you can't do this, you can't do that, fucking you can't do tobacco, blah, blah, blah. That's their covenant. That's their falsehood. And Jehovah's Witness, you cannot receive blood. Their Bible is corrupt. Everybody's Bibles are corrupt. So who are the hypocrites? The preacher, you know, when I was with the Seventh-day Adventist and I became a deacon <laughs> quickly, and I realized, you know, the pastor and his wife were working there. They um, they have a, a super nice house they invited us to for their uh, vegan, I don't know what the fuck it was called. But anyway... They're in a huge three-bedroom, two-bath house out in a nice part of town. And it was another brother. He was um, uh, Puerto Rican. And he told me, he's like, no, the the priests for the Seventh-day Adventist church get paid 40 grand tax-free. He said, also, they will pay for their house tax-free. The church pays for the house. Then they make 40 grand and then I don't know how much the wife makes on top of that. So these motherfuckers are making probably hundred grand tax free. And the pastor, when he was talking with me one on one, you know, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross? And then they had their own Advent thing, saying that the end times, Ellen White. It's. All institutionalized religion is a bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. And tithing is not about money. Tithing is about your heart. Tithing is about your prayers. Tithing is about your honesty to God. It's not about fucking giving money to some bullshit church. The whole scriptures are so fucked up over in North America. I'm so sorry for cussing, but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting, actually. And God bless our souls. And like it says in scriptures, Many are called, but very few were chosen. And I do remember seeing a video, you know, in Matthews, it says 144,000 are chosen. And uh, you ask your preacher, who's the 144,000? This is from the beginning to the end of the world. And they'll fucking stumble like a son of a bitch because they don't, because they're stupid as fuck. Because <laughs> they're just, they're reading from corrupt scriptures. Line upon line, precept upon precept. The Bible tells you, you learn on your own and the Holy Spirit will guide you in your learning. 
And even for me, if it's Satan that's gonna, he's taking me to the damn grave and I'm some hypocrite, so be it. I just want to know some truth. And in my journey, if I, I know truth and I meet God and he tells me, son, you tried, but you didn't do good. I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally fine with that because I'm, I'm digging for gold. I've been reading. It's, it's, it's not fun. I don't think to be in God's kingdom is that you go to church and listen to some asshole speak bullshit to you. I think it's about getting the Bible, doing some research, putting your arms and legs down on the table, reading, interpreting, questioning, and then digging, doing the same, reading, interpreting, questioning, questioning, and letting the Holy Spirit, it's in all of us. Good day, y'all.